You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel where we help you to see a real and practical Christianity from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. So today we're continuing our series on submission. So yesterday we began talking about submission and why you're supposed to submit. Of course, that follows up to or from the other one we spoke on concerning following instructions. So why do you follow a man's instruction or woman's instructions? Why should you submit? And we said that it's because authority proceeds from responsibility. At least that's how it's supposed to be. So it's supposed to be that a person is over you because of what they offer you. Your lecturer is over you, can tell you appear in class by 2 a.m. in the morning if you want because he is responsible for imparting knowledge into you that will be useful for you in life. Your parents can say, come and bring the remote. Give me the remote. And they are, the remote is right beside them. You know that classical story. And they can do that because they are responsible for you. They paid your school fees. They gave birth to you. They bathed you. They do things for you. I need a recharge card, your parents. I need this, your parents. I want to go out to your parents. Can you drop me at your parents? As long as you are still like that, you should not complain about the things they ask you to do because authority proceeds from what responsibility. Authority is the right to command and expect obedience. It's a right. You have a right because you are responsible, meaning that if anything happens to you, concerning that they are the ones to hold. Well, we know that if it comes to education, we can't really say that about <laughs> I think I should stop there. But that's the truth about authority. Authority is about responsibility. And anyone who does not have that paradigm or mindset is definitely going to abuse what he or she calls authority. Authority is responsibility. Authority is service. And so, of course, we know that this is not the dominating mindset all over the world. In many places, the authority is just uh, how I put it, it's just something to boost their ego. But then we in Christ Jesus have seen the example. Christ said that he came not to serve or sorry to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. He came to serve. And that's one thing that's extremely important. He came to serve. And so we are supposed to take the same pattern or example. So when it's shepherds or people over us or pastors, their authority comes from their responsibility that is how christianity is run anything below that or outside that is not christianity or christian leadership christian leadership is that the person is responsible for you that is what we call it and so when you understand that it should be something you delight in it's like going to a restaurant and you want to stand you get that doesn't make sense you should want to sit down, right? Sit down, let them serve you. That is how it's supposed to be. You sit down and they serve you. So being under authority or submitting to authority is to sit to be served. That's what it is. So they like give you instructions so that they can actually like carry out their duties. So if Okay, let me give you an example. Under example of giving examples, 
like when it comes to school right imagine if your parents like are supposed to send you to school and then they don't tell you get up get dressed and pay your school fees just stay in the house do you want to go to school um i don't know i'm it's my first day at school i i think i just say okay no problem just stay fine of course hey get up we're going to school there is no debate about that why because they are going to be responsible for you and that's really the whole idea about it same thing church authority the reason church authority will tell you we're meeting sunday 9 a.m or meeting tuesday or wednesday 6 p.m is because of the responsibility that god has given them to teach you god's word to train you to develop you to grow you god has given them that responsibility and so they must carry it out they've probably been studying all week been praying all week and they want to teach you that is why they tell you come so it is not an option for you you see that and there are other things that like the in-betweeners they can call you if you are really submitted you can be called up start praying for the next three hours or four hours start doing this start doing that i know that i did that to someone yesterday right the person messaged me to complain about one or two things in his or her life i said this is not working this is not okay i said okay no problem and i gave the person some spiritual disciplines to help to solve the issue you understand so imagine if the person says i'm not going to do it well the person is not going to see the benefit obviously so you see submission is to come under for the purpose of being served that is submission so when you understand that and you meet a person who understands that it's good for you it's for your own good i'm not saying that in every case scenario that is going to be perfect because obviously like for me who's teaching it like there's some light or understanding i have that some people may not have so sometimes you may be in a church or place where you're actually getting the training and the teaching but it's coming with a few other things that are not very very convenient and i think that like we said yesterday why some people don't submit is because of past experiences what i would say is that as long as those things are not let me use the word life-threatening or like very abusive things that are very i mean for example someone sends you this guy and buy me uh <laughs> maybe you're having a bible class so take this money go and buy me google or something why, why do i keep on saying google what's doing and google but go and buy this go and buy that and like ah, it's abuse it's abuse ah, is that what your work is keep quiet you go and buy it because it's like that one is just how i put it it's part of honor you get remember we said that honor you cannot you cannot honor without running some errands you will run some errands you will do some few things i think that's how the Ghanaian says if you know some few so you will do some few things that will actually reciprocate honor you get towards the people that you are actually like serving okay so now another thing i i put down because i want you to know is this that there's a great parallel between um a classroom or school and church right in school you submit because like they are imparting knowledge you know now google has right now google's information the knowledge on google is so vast so so much google has a statement i think their vision or mission statement is organizing the world's data right organizing the world's data because there's just so much information out there but then they make sense of data they are into the data business they make sense of data and that's why you can have something like google maps how does google maps work 
it's 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 very very interesting like how do you know for example where there's traffic or where there's no traffic so i saw an article where one crazy artist did something where he put about a hundred phones inside like a kind of um i don't know he put it inside something and was dragging like a cart and was dragging that phone like on a road and of course google maps was on on all the phones or something like that uh, location setting was on and on other people's phones it was showing that that road had lots of traffic meanwhile there was no traffic there were just like a hundred phones that were all going the same direction and that's how google actually gathers information concerning traffic and everything they calculate that there are enough people in that traffic that have phones and so based on that they're able to say with the amount of people here and the speed at which they are moving there's most likely traffic in this place and that's how they work it's called they, they collate data they make sense of data pretty cool right yeah definitely very cool so school is like that imagine if all the information you learn from js1 to ss3 or from js1 to university final year or phd imagine all that information is just dumped at your feet at the age of when did you start school yeah maybe five let's just say five um, minus kindergarten and all that information just dumped at your feet at the age of five boom take make something for yourself i mean most people that that information that's that's too much you can't handle it but what have they done what has the school system done they've taken that information they've broken that information down they know they want to give you at the age of that five they know they want to give you next and next so they know how to build up like they've actually done that they've done the hard work they know the curriculum they know what comes first what comes next you know like building blocks and that's why you see the knowledge keeps on advancing primary school will not be harder than secondary school and secondary school should not be harder than university they should not but <laughs> who knows should not be harder than university because it's a build-up so that by the time you're done with primary you're ready for secondary by the time you're done with secondary you're ready for university all the information is organized so what do teachers do their work is to impart that knowledge their work is to you know give you first of all organize the information then they'll provide the breakdown which is the teaching part so they will explain it to you right then they will now discipline you into the knowledge do this assignment do this class work write this notes and all those things that is the work they do so now it's similar for your pastor your bible has 66 books um hey <laughs> i wanted to just do some impressive stuff and, and tell you how many books in the old and the new i've forgotten those things it's not the qualification of being a pastor in the bible don't judge me anyway uh, so you have 66 books at least I know that part 66 books in the Bible and those 66 books right now you may think that you sitting down by yourself to read everything like you get it story time in fact you should go check out my podcast episode where I spoke about why you should listen to teachings I think or was it why you should listen to sermons one of the two Sha. and I explained that you actually have to give yourself you know time like you should have a habit or lifestyle of listening to teachings you see that because they've gone before you just like those teachers who have gone before you who know how the system works who have studied before you who have listened to teachings before you they've done many things broken down many things that you don't have to come and start to learn all over again so that when you're reading your own bible you are starting from where they are not where they were you understand so i want to know go for myself I think by now, if you have been listening to this podcast, you should uh, dismiss that uh, sentence from your vocabulary. Okay? So, now, with all the awesome things we just said, 
impartation of knowledge, organization of data, da 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 da. da. How come some people still don't submit? So today we're going to be looking at two major or three actually major reasons why some people don't submit. And the first one is ignorance. Yeah, ignorance. So some people can just be floating around in church and they don't submit because they don't know. And I'm saying this, this is more like for maybe a person who, you know, listen to me, you're probably taking off. I don't say taking authority. No, you are, you started taking responsibility little by little, maybe a cell or a church or whatever, whatever. And you don't have people submitting to you. One of it, it could just be lack of teaching. I've learned that everything in Christianity must be taught. You cannot say that, um, like, why are they not doing this thing? And then you are not teaching it. No, everything. If you are not giving, you are not teaching giving. If they are not praying, you are not teaching praying. Whatever it is that you want the people under you to do, you must teach it. So, teaching submission is extremely important. Some people shy away from teaching. You know, that, that word has become like a vulgar word, like a vulgar slang in Christianity. People don't want to talk about it. And no, let it not look somehow. Let it not look somehow. Man, if you love people, you teach it. And that's the truth. It's like giving. People don't want to touch giving. Oh, no, no, no. I don't know. Or honor. Uh, how would this sound if I say they should honor a pastor? They dear. If you love those people, you will teach it. Because it is God's word. It is God's instruction. Are you wiser than God? Did you write the Bible? But you believe the Bible. So why would you believe salvation is good for them? And you don't believe submission is good for them? You believe salvation is good for them. You don't believe giving is good for them, right? You do, you believe salvation is good for them. You don't believe something like prayer is... What would you look like if I said that they should go and pray six hours or ten hours? It will look somehow, 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 somehow. You are just in the flesh because you are thinking... You are just thinking of how they will see you rather than how they will reverence Christ. A person has the choice of obedience or disobedience to Christ. Your work as a pastor or a teacher is not to go and pamper people's flesh someone made a very wonderful statement years ago a leadership statement say you don't give people what they want you give them what they need what do they need they are not it's not democracy christianity is not democracy where everybody gets to vote and tell say this is what we should be doing in this church this is what we should do in this. it's not that and if you have that kind of mindset repent yes you don't do that you're not running the show you get and that's why sometimes you see some people they have Sorry, but let's, this is going to be harsh, but they have so-called groups, in quote, Christian groups, where every nobody is the leader, nobody is the head. See, anything that does not have a head is or doesn't have a head is a monster, number one. Anything that has more than one head is a monster. So there must be one head, there must be someone in charge. Many people don't, I see this sometimes in groups, so they just say, no, 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 I'll just come to worship God, you after a while, that thing will degenerate into nonsense because there must be somebody in charge. The Bible talks about, why am I even going this direction? Well, I guess someone here needs it. Bible talks about the apostles, there were 12 of them, right? On the day, like, that the Holy Ghost came in Acts chapter 2. But yet, the Bible says that Peter was the one who stood up to address the people. Peter. So, Peter was in charge then. And then years later, in the Jerusalem church, we see that after everyone spoke, James, the brother of Christ, who now became an apostle, is the one who got up to talk, to speak. So, there must be somebody in charge. There must be someone in charge. So, <laughs> it's all in this submission thing. I don't know who that is for, but I guess that will bless you when you hear it. You see that? Somebody must be in charge. Alright? So, ignorance must be flushed out. If you want people to submit, people have to learn. They have to be taught from God's word that this is what this is. And if you want to grow, 
you must submit. If you don't submit, you will not grow. I've said it before. When people come to me, uh, I want to do this. I want to be better. I want to grow. And I give them what to do. If you don't follow my instructions, I don't even bother my head with you. Because it just means you don't want to grow. Everyone has a wish list. I wish to grow. I wish to grow. So I say wishes were, you know, coins. Said you'd be a billionaire or something like that. And that's the truth. When you know this is the heart of God, this is what God wants for you. This is the purpose of submission. Then you just go and submit willingly. You understand? You will not like it. Oh. There are things that they will do to inconvenience your flesh. Oh. But you will know it's worth it. By the time you see the results in your life, you will know it's worth it. I am eternally grateful to the people that discipled me, that trained me, that I submitted my head to, and who gave the results I'm seeing today. Thank you guys. Or thank you, Sazamas, the people that, you know, it's, I mean, it's phenomenal what they did for me. And it's the same thing that other people can do for you. You see that? So the point of all this podcasting every single day is not just for you to sit down and hear a relaxing voice. No, it's for you to begin to assess yourself and ask yourself, am I submitted to somebody, right? And, you know, is someone over me? Because I actually know a whole lot of people like who are just floating there who love the Lord but don't know. They actually don't know they should submit to someone. They don't know. So they're just there struggling on their own, trying to read their Bible, praying here and there. They don't have a structure, you understand, to follow. They don't have a curriculum to follow. Nobody has has put some discipline into their lives and that's why they're just floating. But could, there's good news and the good news is that you can actually be led by God, you can actually decide, okay, I will submit myself to my pastor. Okay, I like what God is doing in that ministry, that church. You pray about it. If it's a leading, you go say, I'd like to submit to you and everything. And then you go for it, right? So, ignorance is the first reason people don't submit because they don't know, okay? And the remedy is teach it. People should teach it like I'm teaching it right now so you will not be ignorant if you're hearing my voice. The next one is pride. Mm-hmm pride and then pride is just basically someone thinking or having an a dishonest opinion of himself or herself yeah yeah you know as well having an honest opinion there's also having a dishonest opinion of yourself where you just put yourself on one pedestal that you don't belong you understand now the bible talks about moses moses in it's one of those five books that he wrote he said bible says that moses was the meekest man upon the face of the earth now the question is who wrote that thing it was Moses. He wrote that he was the meekest man. Why? Because God said he was the meekest man. And so he wrote it. Why? Because it was who God said he was. So he was not exalting himself. He was not proud. He was just talking about what God said. This is what God said about me. And that's fine. You get this. Like, see you saying, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're not boasting. You're not declaring who you are. Because God has said that is who you are. You understand? I'm not a sinner. I don't live in sin. It is a declaration of righteousness. It is a declaration of who you are. There's nothing wrong with that at all. You see that? So, it starts from there. Pride for number two. Like, a person who feels I'm better. Now, it could be because, for example, one common one I see sometimes is that you feel maybe the church I'm coming from. The church I'm coming from. Ah, more those guys, they pray. Even though they pray for this church. I don't know if I can submit in this place. Um, I'm not feeling these guys. <laughs> you understand? So they just say nonsense. They, you know, because of one one particular attribute or whatever, they feel they are better. 
you understand or maybe it could be that they are more economically stable and some people because of the kind of car that they drive or phone that they use they cannot submit to a pastor because the pastor has no car i don't know how some people think i don't know how some people think honestly sometimes let me ask you if you came from a rich home the lecturers that taught you were they richer than you but yeah you sat down there to learn so why is it i mean some people are just funny you see that that's some serious pride you get some serious pride uh, it could just be anything or i'm just no no no. Uh, how can they be telling me what to do do you know who i am do you know the son of who i am you begin to use your parents to boast and uh, and your family and what you have and stuff that's total nonsense all those things will perish once you die they will not go with you as paul will say that we came into this world he said we didn't bring anything to this world and when we leave we will not carry anything out so What's the whole point of your pride? You Knowing nothing, that you have nothing, really. You have nothing of your own. Whatever you have was given to you. So you have to like bear that in mind when you are looking at this kind of thing. So some people are like, just like that because they feel, ah, no, I'm too much to submit. I'm not too much to submit. But then let's look at Christ Jesus. Is that how your Jesus was? Is that how he lived his life on the earth? No. Philippians 2 verse 5, Let this man be you which was in Christ Jesus Verse 6, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be called with God. Actually, it's just here, if you read another version, to say that he did not consider being equal to God something to be grasped. And what I just say here is simple. Jesus is God, right? Jesus is just God. You know, God is God. So God in eternity. God, <laughs> so God is eternal, dwells in unapproachable light. And then God steps out of himself and comes as a man. So God is still God eternally. And God now becomes a man. And that man is who we call Jesus. But he is thorough 100% God still. And that's just God. God can do that. <laughs> you understand? So, I mean, this God, being equal with that God, being the same God, right? He didn't look at it that I'm God and so um, I will not come to, you know, and die. No. He didn't grasp his Godhood. Now he's God, basically. He's just, he's just saying that God did not consider the fact that he was God. So, he says, But he made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Are you seeing that? That is where the humility came. That he, he, God, a whole God, not bound by time, space, or matter, things that he created, he now decides to confine himself to what he created and he becomes a man. And forever, let me use all that version of God is still a man. He's still a man. See that? Verse 8, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. The death of the cross was 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 the kind of death that you do to criminals, people who have committed like the creme de la creme like crimes, you know, big crimes. And so that's the kind of death he died. Death on a cross. You see that? died a humiliating death and the guy died naked in case those of you that don't know that that cloth there is just for is it pg rating yeah he died naked and so he died with shame and everything it was a very shameful death imagine god eternally dying a kind of shameful death like that i mean that's just terrible but that's what he did he humbled himself so who are you what do you think you have my friend that's why we don't look at faces well, as pastor. Don't care what you have and everything. We don't look at faces. We should not look at faces. Uh-uh. If you don't want to comply, it's not because you gave offering or you gave a seat. 
you will do the same thing everyone is doing. You will submit the way every other person is submitting. And that's just the truth. Some people try to use their influence to twist the arm of the pastor. It just is bad. It actually doesn't make sense. Look at another text that we should consider. Romans chapter 12 verse 3. For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone that is among you, do not think of himself or not to think of himself more highly than he ought to. Are you seeing that? Don't think of yourself more what? Highly than you should. In other words, keep a humble opinion of yourself. Keep a modest opinion of yourself. Say, but to think soberly, to think soberly, be sober, be honest about yourself. Don't put yourself on a pedestal. Don't say what God knows about you. You understand? <laughs> keep your opinion of yourself calm. Right? So, definitely then it goes on to talk about how we are all members in one body and all members have not the same office and that's true they don't have the same office some people their office you get is over you the office that they, they carry which is the function they carry in the body is not just a specific function but it is over you and so you have to admit to recognize that grace and recognize that authority that responsibility that the person has for you and humble yourself come under that vision okay now the last one we want to look at is irresponsibility a lot of people are just lazy the reason they don't want to submit is because they are lazy they are the ones who like to just come and see everything done and see that you know a lot of people you come to church on sunday and you never think about how all those chairs were set you don't think about how that chair got there. The one that's, you no, know, you just come and say everything arranged. Oh my God, the angels arranged it. Wow. Oh my goodness. It looks so nice. AC is blowing me so well. Ah, the sound is on point. The light is on point. I like the way the pastor is lit. Ah, oh my God. But do you know the work? Do you know that for you, you just bounced in there at 9 a.m. Some people were there since 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. trying to make sure all those things worked. You should go ask, have you ever sat down to think about it? Do you know what went into that service or meeting? Do you know the amount of preparation? See that? Because part of your submission is that submission doesn't just mean you mean you'll be sitting down and taught God's word. No, submission also means you will serve. You will serve. You should be there, you should be in the department. The technical department is in there working on sound. Yeah, and you are just there when the sound when the pastor is talking, and then you know that that ching sound that's Ah, that high pitch sound. That was that. Is it not reverb? What's that name? You know, when the sound comes sharp because of some workings, I don't want to discuss it. So then, you know, you see people just like, what's this? They should shift. They should work on that thing now. Why is the sound? Why is it sound like that? We, we we need excellence in this ministry. We need excellence in this church. Oh, really? The people that left their house by five a.m. You know, you are the god of all creation, Abby. They are, <laughs> oh my goodness. Now, when I see the, hear these things, I'm just very interested in how people think. Yeah, some people came, toilets, you go there, you go to the toilet, ah, you just see one some small specks. Ah, why is this face dusty? Why is the toilet dusty? Ah, I thought they have people that clean. What happened to your own hands? What happened to your own hands? Why can't you be the one there cleaning? Because even inside, in service, there are some things some people cannot do. And I can't clean toilet. I can't sweep. And I can't. No, no, I'll be in the choir. So we'll just be singing. Ah, see, the truth about it is that, in fact, a good church should have a system where they actually rotate your service so that you will taste other things. Yes, and I know churches like that that 
there's a particular church that comes to mind right now that in their Bible school, they have, I think, 100 to 400 level. In their is it three or 400 level, you must work with the sanitary department. I don't, and you see people, CEOs of companies, you see people, big boys that have Range Rovers and things, they will go to the toilet and they clean in toilet. And, you know, it does something to you when you humble, like it humbles you like that. Some of the most humbling experiences I have had you know, that really did a lot for me and brought that heart of a servant to me. Where, where there were times when, you know, every, no one wanted to do it. I just went and did it. And, you know, I mean, sometimes it was to clean some very dirty place or something. And everyone was for me. I just went and I just, I just kept quiet. I just went and did it. And God worked something in my heart that period. He worked responsibility. Responsibility means it's my thing. You get what I'm saying? Now, you know, okay, let me give, to give you a good example of responsibility, you know how it is that you go to your auntie's house or uncle's house and you see that cute baby and you're like, oh my God, so cute. I wish I could carry you home. Uh, do you know what it means to carry that baby back home? Ah, you don't know. You just look at oh my God, so cute. Just the baby play with the baby. This one, oh, oh, can I carry him? Can I carry her? That's the other one. Go carry the baby home first for two weeks. You will return that baby speedily. Because you will not be there when they are up all night. Because that baby is crying. And they don't know why the baby is crying. And that's dangerous. You're not there when things are happening. Like so much is happening. And you know, they every like <laughs> they have to breastfeed the baby. They have to bathe the baby. They have to like why do they do that? Because it's their baby. It's their responsibility. Are you seeing that? So it is their own. That is why they're responsible for it. Now, you don't care because really it's not your baby. So what's your own business? It's not your business. But when you have your own baby, I can bet you, man, it develops, eh? Um, wherever you are, you bolt on that place to go check that baby out. Why? It is your responsibility. So if you are not like doing things in the house of God, if you've not taken God's things personally, it is because you don't own those things in your mind saying that someone will build this church it's someone's church no it's the church of god and you're supposed to take oh you didn't you didn't build it you didn't but you're supposed to take ownership of it in the sense that this is my thing this is my father's house what did you just do when he went to the temple and saw them selling it says he was angry took a whip and went in there my father's house will be called a house of prayer but you have made it what a den of thieves and he whipped people he took it personal do you take it personally what happens in your church do you are you like are you that invested in it that this is my thing so i can't just sit back and see things going bad ah you have some very good technical skill technical department they are just messing up you just sit down there you're a responsible person you know or the worship team they i say ah you see in your mind my mind is trained that uh, their voice is quite off key their voices are quite off key they need to do something. Ah, what is that soprano person singing self? Obviously, that tells us that you're a music person. You know a lot about music. But for where? You will not go there and serve and help direct them to a place whereby they're they are, they are really good. No. You sit down there and be complaining. And that's how a lot of people behave. Just be complaining. Why is this one? Why is the AC hot? My friend, how much do you put in your offering basket? You know how much AC is? Oh, there's no AC here. Only fan. <laughs> this church, I don't think I can come anymore. Ah. And um, that's what I'm saying. There are people who are just lazy and irresponsible. They don't want to move around. They don't want to pull their own weight. 
you see that they don't want to own anything they don't want to be told come at 4 a.m 5 a.m 6 a.m they don't want to be told uh, do this do that they don't want to contribute for this they don't want to be told anything so they're just, they're just on their own that's why they don't they know that if they have to submit that that is the price to pay where they will have to begin to be active and let me tell you the cure for the same laziness is the same submission that's how you cure it so we have to start looking at these things properly right these are reasons people don't submit of course it's not right you're supposed to work on these things don't be comfortable that this is how you are this is how i am no don't be comfortable god wants you to submit it is through submission your growth will appear it is through taking instructions that your growth will be evident okay all right i believe that has blessed you definitely it blessed you so don't keep it to yourself share with somebody bless others too let's spread the word get this stuff out let more people submit (laughs) okay all right god bless you have a wonderful day and bye-bye if this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question you can head over to my instagram that's pst.sen pst.essien see you there